Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have a truly, truly incredible guest on the show. Um, Her name is Angel. We met on Clubhouse and we are actually streaming on Clubhouse right now. Hi, friends on Clubhouse. Um, So this is the second time that I'm kind of streaming on both platforms. So I'm really excited about that. But what really, before we get started, what I wanted to first say is Angel's story is truly, truly inspiring. Um, And I hopefully... Some people can definitely resonate with her story. So, Angel, I'm going to pass you the mic um, and kind of just do a little intro and we'll get started. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Angel, (laughs) of course, and I'm a personal brand strategist. And um, my passion, what I do is I help women entrepreneurs, uh, well, actually now men as well, uh, newly, but uh, I help people go big in their business by helping them create a brand based on their truth. Um, I feel that when we embrace our gifts, our callings, that we become magnetic and people are drawn to us. So I help you tap into that so you can basically uh, change the world doing what you love and make money at the same time. So I'm very happy to be here and uh uh, I'm appreciative of the people in the room on Clubhouse too. This is my first time, y'all. So I'm kind of like looking back and forth. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm tickled. But thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course, Angel. And I think what what inspired me, what inspired me first um, when I heard your story is that I felt like I could resonate with you um, because I saw your journey through Clubhouse, right? Um, and I saw you as this, basically I'm an introvert too. So I saw you as that and then progressed to be this like powerful woman through the app. And I want to kind of get into that of how, how you even like got out of your comfort zone. Oh, um, first I have to be honest with you. I, I don't think I've ever left the, uh, uh I, I'm not comfortable. (laughs) I got comfortable with being uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Uh, So definitely haven't. um, I would just have to say uh, that when it comes to that, I I remember the goal. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember the goal and the message that I'm trying to get out there. And so when I think about the message, um, I I basically moved past my fear. Uh, I moved past the um, limiting beliefs. 
And, you know, I do the work. I do work. I, I say affirmations. I, I, I meditate. Meditation is everything. Like I always say, I believe that when you're praying, you're talking to God. And when you're meditating, you're listening. So, um, you know, I have my own little morning routine that I have to do to kind of get myself, you know, together to do things like like this and to speak up. And um, But it's a, it's a couple things that happen along the way, you know, having people like yourself who encourage me, um, having a coach. I mean, it's a couple of things I had to do. It's not no one, <laughs> oh, one thing that I that I um, that I've done. It's been a journey, and it just gets easier and easier. But um, for instance, I spoke today, and I still get nervous. I still sweat. <laughs> so you know, I just push myself. You know, I have an agenda, so I, I just push myself every day. If that makes sense. Oh, a hundred percent. It does. Hundred percent. And. I, I could totally resonate with that as well, because I feel like even with the interviews that I have, like when I set up these interviews for my podcast, I'm like, all right, I'm so excited to talk to this person. And that, that time's about to happen at like 730. And I'm like, oh my God, it's actually happening. I'm like sweating. But you kind of get over that fear because you know something great is coming out of it. Right. And even I, I want to give you props because you guys, whoever's listening right now, this girl has been up for 48 hours because she just co-hosted a room on Clubhouse with it truly, truly inspiring women. But it's been going on for 48 hours. And she said, you know what, Danielle, I also want to do this thing. I mean, the girl has stamina. So, and I heard you speak today on, on, on the platform. And I think what totally, totally affected me and got me emotional for you was everybody pouring into you, right? I, I wish I was like sitting in your house when that happened because I wanted to feel what you were feeling. How does that feel when people pour into you? Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on, let me. Oh, I am. No worries. No worries. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. I am so sorry. My daughter is trying to get through. <laughs> and <laughs> so I apologize for that. Yes, I have four kids and the two older ones, they bug me uh, a lot, believe it or not. I hate to say bug. I love them. But um, you said, how was it for me to, because I was trying to get off the call. I'm sorry. You said that <laughs> you asked how, how it was for me as far as, as, as people pouring into you. Oh my gosh, that was, I have to be honest with you. Um, that was, um, it was overwhelming, but it was overwhelming in a beautiful way. You know, um, it was overwhelming. It kind of came back full circle for me. Um, you know, it made me remember, you know, just really tap into the journey, tap into the moment and, um, I appreciated everything I heard, but it was, it was definitely overwhelming in the beautifulest way. I did not expect it. Um, I thought that I was going to go ahead and do my segment and then that was going to be over with. But, uh, when that started uh, and it started with Ashley, I think that, um, I just got very emotional. I received everything though. I received it. Um, and that's a difference for me because a lot of times I'm like, who are they talking about? You know, but, um, this time I was like, you know what? You deserve it. You know, Angel, you, you, you came this far and now people are inspired by, you know, what you do. And, and, and it just came full circle for me. It's a beautiful thing. So many different emotions, but mostly I was like, wow, wow. And even though I don't, um, 
I don't cry a lot, believe it or not, even though Ashley said that she's, it's her fault. You know, <laughs> she, she's been making me cry lately. It's her fault. But, uh, <laughs> because I'm definitely not a waterworks. So I'm not, <laughs> I have to keep it. You know, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I don't do it a lot, but Hey, uh, this, these days though, you know, it's like, you know what, that was a great accomplishment. I was trying to get over the fact that I even did the segment. <laughs> so yeah, um, it was pretty awesome though. So yep. I, that's about how I felt. Oh my gosh, I didn't even see all the <laughs> all the people that came in. Thank you so much. I should have just kept looking at the Zoom. All right. <laughs> I, Love know, y'all <laughs> I know we're trying to multitask while I'm recording it on the podcast in here. So it's definitely a different experience. But it's no, and, and I feel like, and Angel, you just, you deserve it. You completely, completely deserve all those praises. But now I kind of want to get into your journey. Like before the business, before all that, because I know you have a story because everybody does. And it's part of your, and it's part of your business, part of your, you know, building that personal brand. So are you ready to go there? I am ready to go there. I have to remember to, yes, I'm ready to go there. (laughs) Okay. So the journey for me, oh, wow. Well, the journey for me um, to make it as uh, short and sweet as possible, the the journey for me, it really, like I said, in the room, um, it kind of began slowly for me because to be honest with you, I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur. Um, Like I said before to people, I was raising a project in DC and, um, uh, what we were always told, especially when you live in uh, where I'm from, the biggest accomplishment is if you do something like work for the federal government, you mm. work for the federal government, you're good because you have the good benefits. Uh, you know, your job is pretty much, you know, it's, it's more guaranteed than working in the private sector. Uh, so it's like the ultimate, right. And then you can also get them to pay for your education. So um, this good retirement. So that's the ultimate, to be honest with you, that that's where I was raised. So, but I never, um, ever thought about working for myself. That's something that's not quote unquote guaranteed. So it's not really a real job. That's how I was raised. So I never even thought about it, to be honest with you. And to be um, also honest, it was just a couple of things that happened in my life, you know, that that geared me towards that, that I had to go ahead and, and start my journey um, because it started with me, like I, like I said earlier about me having children. And so I have a 24-year-old and I have a 23-year-old, but I also, nine years later, I had a, um, another uh, I had two children. Um, I had my daughter, she's 14 and I have my son, he's 10. So each time I gave birth to them two, I wound up losing my job, whether I had to, the first time I, well, I actually quit them, but I quit them because of the, um, I quit them because of the, uh, of what was going on when I was working. So with the, when I was pregnant with my daughter, who's uh, 14 now, uh, she was very, very sick. She was ill. We didn't know what was wrong with her. So it was a lot of, um, she used to struggle to breathe. Um, mm-hmm. You could see her actually wheezing very badly. Um, she always was smiling, was called a happy wheezer, right? And so it basically came full circle where because of the time that I was taking off and all the things they had said to me, they was like, look, um, we, we can't, if you take off one more time, we're going to have to let you go. If you take off, if you take off, or if you late, or if you leave early, we have to let you go. And the reason why I was upset about this, y'all, is because 
I worked for this place for a couple years. Even when I got pregnant with my daughter, they bought everything. We didn't even need them to do that, but they bought every single thing. I did not want for anything at the baby shower. I'm talking about the crib. I'm talking about everything, designer clothes, all this stuff to the point where her dad was like, wait, did they think we, <laughs> did they think we were homeless or something? They, but they did it out the kindness of their heart. And then they turned around within like a month. And it's like, you forgot about all that. Well, the month after me get coming back to work and it's like, you know, where's the, where's the care? I'm telling you that my daughter is sick. She's not breathing. So I got the letter that said, if you, you know, if you, and, 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 oh, besides that, I was doing overtime all the time. I always made up my time. It didn't hurt anything. I didn't hurt nothing. I didn't have a set schedule. I was um, a manager over the accounting department. So it really wasn't affecting anything. It didn't hurt anyone. But yet I still got the letter, right? So when I got the letter, my um, my sister, I think it was a couple of days later, my sister called me, told me my daughter turned blue. So I had a decision to make. I'm like, you don't even have to fire me. I'm just going to go ahead and quit. So um, that happened. And uh, of course, as, as people know, my daughter wound up needing emergency heart surgery to the point where they said, if you don't get the surgery, we're going to take you out of court because she will die and she probably would die tonight. And that was on a Friday. And so she had emergency heart surgery on the Monday. So um, my old boss came to me, apologized, but it's too late. (laughs) You know, it's too late, you know. Um, So that was that part. I I realized that I was tired of working for other people that I donated so much time to. When I say overtime, I'm talking about eight hours Saturday, Sunday, and I did not get paid overtime, you know, um, because, you know, I had a set schedule. I mean, you know, what is that called with the S word? Oh, my gosh. I look like I haven't been to work (laughs) Yes, salary. Thank you. That's exactly what it was. I was on salary, so I did not get money. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's been a while now. I don't even think like a like an employee. My bad. (laughs) But yes, I was salary, so I'm doing extra work, and I don't even have to. Um, I know I'm not getting paid for it, so. Um, I just felt hurt. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm tired of other people really having um, because that that set me back. Uh, a single mother at the time, even though I was kind of with their dad, but he had gotten incarcerated all some stuff. I didn't even know he did like years before he met me. Okay. So I was by myself. And, um, when all that happened, so it was me and three kids at an eight year old at a nine year old. And, and now I don't have a job. I was very, very upset about that. And I said, you know what? I, I think I need to get into this entrepreneur thing. Maybe I, I just need to control my life, control my schedule. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I knew working for other people, that is just not something I wanted to keep doing. I knew that off the break. So then fast forward three years, I'm working at another job. Everything's fine. They love me. I love them. And and I got a big promotion uh, to be a senior accountant. And at first I was an accounting, um, what was I, an accounting uh, analyst. And so I was the only black woman in that position. I even had my own laptop. And back then, you only the executives got the laptop. This now everybody get one. But back then you was doing something if you had a you know if you had a laptop and everything, right? I was traveling. And like I said, then I got pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant and I get very sick. I get a condition called um hyperemis gravidium. Um, mm. but what it is is that it's excessive morning sickness. And I'm talking about excessive. Um for about two months, I uh will vomit every 20 minutes. I bust blood vessels in my eyes, I drop like 30 plus pounds in like weeks, and I'm always having to go to the hospital to um to get fluids in me because I can't 
keep anything down. And even medicines that they give to people on cancer doesn't help me. I'll throw that up too. So um, I was very, very sick and they were very, very mad. All right. So I wound up giving birth to my son. They got rid of my position. Um, they gave it to someone else while I was on maternity leave. Um, and from what I heard, they wasn't even supposed to do that uh, because I guess because of the law that uh, Clinton had passed or whatever, um, back whenever, but they mm-hmm. got rid of my, but they were still paying me the same amount. So that part was still okay. But then they started messing with my pay when I came back. And so I don't, you know, people know that when you have kids, you, um, you have to, uh, you have to take them to the doctors at first to get their shots. You know, the first couple of weeks you're at the doctors, you know, um, going back and forth, making sure that they're, you know, uh, developing properly and things like that. So when I was doing that, still making up my time, still doing overtime, there was not one time when I came back to work that I did under like 45 to 50 hours. So I was still doing overtime, even with me getting off or coming in a little late. And that's when I got a letter again. And again, this is only because of me taking my son to those appointments that, you know, people normally it's not a big issue. But to be honest with you, they really had it out for me because I got pregnant with that new position. Um, they put a lot of money into me as far as training and, and traveling and stuff. And you could tell they was very upset. So I got another letter, y'all. And when I got that letter, I was furious. I'm talking about furious to the point where I, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I wanted to fight um, because they were smiling in my face. And <laughs> next thing you know, they send me email, an uh, email that says that. And I was very upset. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, Tell us stop, please. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. It's my daughter. My daughter's telling her not to not to do that. She doesn't know what's going on, so I apologize. But um, uh, but at, anyway, at the end of the day, I got that letter and I had to resign because I'm like, I have to take my son to the doctors. So at the end of the day, here we go again. I worked for that job for five years, and as soon as I had a child, I was in the same predicament as if I never dedicated all that time to them. And so then I said, oh yeah, for real, I'm definitely going to have to go ahead and start working for myself. So it's been a journey with that. I would say that that's what started it, but it's other things that happened as well intertwined, but I'm going to go ahead and fast forward it. My mother was found deceased. All right. That was the catalyst moment for me. My mom was found deceased. We never got along great. And she wasn't even speaking to me at the time that it happened. And, uh, I didn't know when I would try to knock on her door. I didn't know she was already in the house deceased because plenty of times my mom would not answer the door for me. And um, even though when that happened a couple of years ago before she passed away, I made a big to do. I was like, you better, you have to answer your phone. I haven't talked to you in six months. I need to know you're okay. And and then I'm like, I will let the home association know if you don't, you know, because I need to make sure you're okay. Right. So she called me then when I said something, when I threatened her about the homeowners association, because she's so private, she contacted me and said, Angel, I'm okay. All right. You know, like leave me alone type thing. And that hurt, but at least I knew she was okay. But this time, Danielle, I didn't do it. This time when um, I was knocking on the door, she didn't answer. I didn't do it. And I, and you know, that's ter- that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little better with it now, but that really, really tore me up and made me feel so messed up that I didn't pursue it because in, at that point she really did pass away in the house. So um, a neighbor did a well visit and she was found and she was found to the point where they wouldn't let me see her. I never was able to see her. 
Um, she was too badly uh, decomposed. Um, and I had to go through a lot just to get her identified. It was a nightmare. And I'm her only child. She was never married. So I did everything from A to Z. From that point, I was like, you know what? I don't know. It was a couple of things that happened. I was very depressed. Um, but I decided to go ahead and change my life. Uh, I said, you know what? Um, I don't even know how long I have. She was only 56. You know, I'm 44 now. At the time, I was like 38, 39. And I was like, you know what? And she accomplished a lot. She really did. But I think what happened for me, I'm going to keep it real. The women on that side of the family, uh, a lot of times they don't make it past their 50s. And my mom never thought she would make it past her 50s. So when she passed away, I thought about myself. And I said, oh, my gosh, with me sitting up there getting close to that point, you know what? I need to start living life the way that I want on my own terms. And that may not be the right way to think, but all I can do is just talk about the way I was raised. I don't feel that way anymore. But at the time, I was like, it's time for me to start living and doing the things that I was meant to do or that I feel that I can do. So that began my entrepreneur uh, journey. It's been a lot that happened in between, but I, I got I ended my relationship, my toxic nine year relationship. Um, that ended violently, by the way. Uh, and I was going through a lot. And but at that point, I lost all the weight that I've gained. Um, and look, even though it came back some, but uh, <laughs> I lost all the weight that I gained. I started being very healthy, making healthier choices with my spirit as well. And here we go. And I started going ahead and I started a business. And at first it was just the graphics business, but because I did so good with giving them advice as far as how to attract customers, I care so much. And that don't mean that I'm, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but because I care so much about people, I'm like, well, you know, why don't you do this? And, and, you know, why don't you post about this and that? Because this will really reach them and this will be so helpful towards them. And, and next thing you know, I landed this great client who was a movie executive producer. I met famous people because of her and she started introducing me as her brand coach. And I'm like, what's that? So that's basically how I started doing branding. Okay. I want to let that breathe for a second because I mean, I, and I want to kind of, I, I was kind of getting emotional um, when you were explaining everything because it brought me to a point where, where you said you, um, I got, I got the feeling when you, you were, you were talking about your mom and that you, it, it, to me, it almost felt like you kind of uh, felt a little bit of guilt or regret that you weren't there. Right. I, I feel you on that. I feel on that because I have, I had a family member kind of in a similar situation, not a similar situation as you, but I had some regret as well. And I want, I want you to know that I don't want to, I don't want, see, this is like the second time I'm going to get, I'm going to cry on here. It's not good, Angel. This is not good. But um, I want you to know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just saying it to the point. I'm happy that I, that I, um, you know, I can say it without crying. I don't, you know, I will say when it comes like ne next month, um, my heart, something in my soul and my spirit, I always get, uh, I always get sad. Like I start crying a lot and stuff and I don't know why. And it's because my mom's birthday is in March, but it's like something in me, like already knows that it's coming. So I do, you know, but right now, like I said, it's, it's a process, but it's been five years and it's been a journey, but yeah. It happened and it was definitely painful. So, but yeah, I don't want you to cry though. Well, I mean, I, and I want you to know that she, from the growth that you have gone through, she would be 
unbelievably proud of you. Unbelievably proud of you. And I kind of, I kind of want to go into also what you spoke about in the room today. Um, actually, what Ashley brought up, and Ashley brought up that she helped guide you into being the leader that you are, and that you're building this incredible business. And when people are leaning into you for that support, they're investing in you, in a woman, in a single mom that's building an incredible business that has gone through every single thing. So you're not just in, you're not just investing in yourself. You're investing in this incredible woman. And I mean, she said it so much more powerfully, but it's so beyond true. And when we go, when we hang out with our friends on clubhouse, I want you to um, definitely post that link up when we talk to them. But um, I kind of want to go into Let's get into a lighter note and go into some tips that you can give some people. Let's get into a lighter note because that was that was heavy, and I know that like let's kind of change the mode. Let's get into some tips for people that are trying to build their business and trying to build their brand, right? So, what kind of tips could you give to people to even like get started in that? Sorry about that. Um, so. The one, the one of the biggest tips that I would give um, is to be yourself unapologetically. Um, and I know we say that a lot, but I will tell you that even though we say that a lot, it was even a uh, journey for me. Uh, I'm very vulnerable at this point, even on the app and all the things because, you know, but that's because at the end of the day, like, I, I just want people to know that you know, regardless of what they're going through, their struggles or whatever, you could come out on the other side. And how can I be that one that I, that I, that I needed if I'm not being real about what I go through? So, um, to me, it's like no other, I don't have no other option. And if you don't like it, then you wasn't for me in the first place and I wasn't for you. So, and that's fine. I send you away with love all the time. I do it every day, send you away with love. And I welcome the people that, you know, welcome me. So I would say uh, when I first started, like when I first started on Instagram and I'm going to be 100, um, I was doing things the way that I thought it was supposed to be done. I was doing things like I was, you know, dressing up very uh, professionally. I was just giving tips, 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 tips. That's how I thought it was supposed to be because I wanted to prove that I know what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, it started getting to the point where I was like, man, forget Instagram. I'm done. I'm done with it. Right. And because it just became a chore, it became a job. And um, uh, I'm sorry, it became a job. And so what wound up happening is one day I had made a post and I made this post and it was very, very honest. I talked about the things that I was going through. I talked about um, how long it took me like to get my degree. I talked about just a, a lot of stuff where I just I was just vulnerable and I was just talking about myself and my journey. And that. Oh my gosh, the, my Instagram just took off. I only had 900 followers at the time, but I got like over a thousand likes. Um, and of course I, I had a good hashtag strategy. Apparently I didn't even know that my hashtag was good. Only thing about me, I think it's the empathetic nature in me. I have to be honest with you because I feel like I'm able to tap into other people's feelings and emotions. So that's the reason why it helped me to even get 
good with the hashtag game because I'm not like the one to be like, oh, uh, put personal brand coach, oh, branding coach and all that. Because to me, that attracts other branding coaches, you know, those, those hashtags. But if I put something that, you know, I feel like the people who are looking for that, you know, um, I tap into what they would put up, what they would say, you know, like branding help or something. I'm just giving general examples uh, because back when I did that post, I didn't even do that. I just posted about, um, I did the hashtags according to what I was saying at the time and being honest about, you know, some things about myself where, you know, some of the things aren't that, you know, easy. Like one of the things I said was I have a great relationship with my children. Yeah, that's good. But then I changed it and I said, I have a great relationship with my children because of me never having that great relationship with my mom. And she passed mm-hmm. away before we could get it right. So I was saying things that was vulnerable. And so from then on, I was like, oh, you done got on to something. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I just started feel, I just started sharing what I felt that the people um, that I was uh, gearing towards, I felt like what they needed to hear at the time. So I love being inspirational. I love doing that because, uh, like I said, I, I'm that person that needed it so much. And I heard such the opposite. Right. So when I started doing that, my Instagram exploded to the point where I was at 900 in March, but I got to over 10,000 by August. And so that's why, um, you know, I realized that being yourself is everything, you know. Um, So I would say definitely be yourself. But I will also say that you need to also really know the people that you're trying to um, attract, you know, your ideal client. What I don't like or or what's a pet peeve of mine is when people talk a lot about growth, growth, growth. And I'm so on that because that's so true. Growing is definitely a thing. But I'm like, you need to nurture the people that already follow you. And if you're not doing that, then do you truly deserve new people because you're not pouring into them? And my thing is, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather have a thousand people that care about me and what I have to say than 10,000 people who can give a damn if I ever post again. Period. So I, I just feel that people need to go ahead and make sure that they're nurturing the people that are following them, not just be concerned. You have people that say, how can I go viral? And then you look at the account and they're not even engaging with their people. They don't even respond to their, their comments. And I'm like, well, well ma'am, <laughs> you want to go viral, but for what? I know people that went viral and they're not making no money because they're not pouring into their people. Their numbers may look good, but their, their bank account don't. So, you know, I mean, those are like some main things that I would say, work on that before you be so concerned about the colors and the aesthetic and all that. Because if I talk about you, Danielle, and somebody says, why do you love Danielle so much? Um, I'm not going to say, you know what? It was her fonts. Oh my gosh. Her icon, her, her logo changed my life. That's not what I'm going to say. Oh my goodness. Her beautiful website. No, I'm going to say something about you and who you are, the things that you say to people. So I need people to understand that. So I think those are some of the things that I would say, what I would say to begin with. Well, I think that was, that was super powerful. And I think that, I mean, you hit the nail on the, on the head with being authentic. It's such a buzzword, but it's so true. And I think anybody that can tell you who, who, whoever has come across you, it doesn't matter if if, if they've come across you in person or even on this app vocally, you have created incredible, incredible, incredible value. You've made an impression on me. And I know these people on Clubhouse that we're about to hang out with shortly, you've left them an impression in them. And I'm just grateful to have your friendship. But there's a couple of more questions that I want to ask you that are a little bit more deeper. And I love asking these two to the people that I uh, interview. Um, One is, 
when you look at your kids, right? What, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? And I know that's like a, that's a loaded question, but a legacy can be, you know, what you're leaving with them now to, you know, right now, what are you leaving them? And then when you, you know, when you are gone, what do you, what do you want to leave them? Wow. What do I want to leave my children? Well, of course I want them to be well taken care of. Um, Mm. Financially, that's what I um, do it for. I don't want them to go through the the struggles that I went through. Um, I want them to know that they're severely, severely loved. Oh my gosh. Wherever I go beyond, um, that love will always be there. I need them to know that. Um, it's so important because um, that feeling is something that it took me a long time to even know if, if, if someone felt that for me. So I don't want my kids to ever wonder that. But when I leave them, I will leave them uh, with just knowing that I did the best that I could. I want them to be confident um, in their in their dreams. I want them to know that they're worthy. They're everything. And I say this because, um, of course, I'm a person of color and it means and I'm saying this, you know, and I'm not trying to do no trigger thing. But it's funny because my son was actually called something the other day out of his name. Never thought that we have not experienced that before. So um, uh, coming to terms and knowing like, oh, my gosh, I'm raising a son because I have three girls and then I have my son and he's only 10. And um, when I say that, you know, sometimes it's hard because um, um, because you don't want your children to experience things like that. You don't want your children to think that they're less than. So let me just get back to the point. What I will leave my children. All right. Like I said, I will definitely leave them with as much money as possible. <laughs> Make sure they don't hurt each other over that. But anyway, I would leave them with just a legacy of someone who came from the bottom, but has definitely. Uh, and I'm going to rise to the top. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave a legacy for them and my grandbabies. I want them to just know, again, that whatever dream is put in their heart. They can definitely carry it out because it's there for a reason, you know, that that dream is not there just to sit there and die. You know, it's there for a reason, you know, it was given to you and you have to carry it out. And I I feel that my children know that I'm so glad that they're so confident in their skin. I'm so happy that they don't have the issues that I had. The door is never closed. So I I don't know that probably didn't answer it, but I leave them with love. I leave them with the legacy of um, pushing through resilience um, and, and I guess that's all I can say right now. I don't know. Maybe I didn't answer that right. You could let me know. <laughs> you answered that perfectly. Never say, no, don't, don't, don't say you didn't because you answered that completely, completely perfectly and heartfelt. And, um, my last question to you, and then we'll, we'll hang out with our clubhouse peeps, um, is if you, if you wrote a book one day, cause I know, you, I know girlfriend, you're going to write a book cause it's coming. I see it. I see it in your future. What would the, what would that title of the book be? Wow. That's a good question. You know, I actually thought of that. I would have to be honest with you, Danielle. I have been through so much. I was wondering if, if, if the readers could, if readers could even handle the things I've been through. So I'm like, and I'm so honest with you. 
I would just have to say without getting into anything, I've had just about everything happen that you would never want to happen to your daughter. And a lot of that happened before I even turned 10. So with that being said, I'm like, I don't know if it would be too much. Um, I have a crazy life. I have one side of the family that did, you know, everything kind of right. You know, they went to school. They, you know, got the, some of them became lawyers even, you know, and I'm looking like that because my other side, <laughs> my grandmother was in the streets. My grandmother was a, a cartel, uh, uh, the head of a cartel. I've seen things that nobody should see. I know how to cook things that no child should know how to cook. Let's put it like that. Um, I've had guns pointed at me, of course, ATF, DEA, all the things before I even turned six. So what would I call that? I'm like, I I don't know, but I will. I don't know. That is something I really was thinking of uh, because I don't know how much to, to share. I guess I would have to talk to somebody about that. But um, I do know that it would be a book of, um, it would still be a book of triumph for real. It would be a, it would be an inspirational book. It will be a book that will, okay, even if you cry, you will definitely be happy at the end because um, I already know that my ending's going to be great because I didn't give up, even when I feel like it. Sometimes I break down and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do it no more. And I do it for like two minutes. And after that, I'm like, let me go ahead and, you know, get to, you know, get to what I was doing. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's going to be something good if I ever do that. But my life period, I'm starting to believe that it's definitely going to be something good. So um, I definitely, yeah, I have to work on that. I I should have had it. I wish you would have told me that I would have to answer something like that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know what the the title would be. Maybe my friends can help. Yeah, I mean, I I know. Well, if you remember, like I think our our, our girlfriend Molly Dare uh, asked us in one of her morning rooms about it. So, well, that will we'll we'll come back to that for sure in the future. But I could just see for your future, I'm manifesting a book, 100. percent You you've had an incredible incredible journey, and I can't wait for what's to come for you because I know it's just going to be all incredible incredible things. And for the people that are listening to the podcast, before we're going to check out into Clubhouse, um, can you let uh, my listeners know where they could find you and give them all the links and all the things? Because I'm going to put it in our show, my show notes. Oh, okay. Um, so you can definitely find me. Uh, well, they already know about the Clubhouse. So I'm not going to go there. I would say for at this moment, you could definitely find me on Instagram at Babe. Um, and of course that's G O A L B L O O D E D B A B E. Um, you can find me on there. That's mostly, uh, where I be at these days, but my email is, um, hello at angeljanelle.com. I'm definitely very active on that as well. Um, and I will definitely say people to make sure you definitely establish that email list. Right. Um, and when it comes to branding, uh, I, I definitely feel like you should be active in your stories. I don't know why I'm interjecting that right now, but I just had to go ahead and say that I can go into a training about that myself, but I guess I'll save that for my room. <laughs> but with that being said, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, go blooded babe. You can go ahead and email me. Hello at angel Janelle or, um, you can find me on clubhouse. Find me on these streets, uh, Angel Janelle or Gold Blooded Babe. Yep, I'm gonna trademark that. It took me a while to come up with that name. <laughs> you bet. You better trademark that real quick, real quick. Well, again, Angel, I truly, truly appreciate you, and I'm just grateful to have your friendship now. And I cannot wait to meet you in person. And 
let's go hang out with our people in clubhouse and have them kind of pour into you a little bit more. And I just appreciate you. Oh my gosh. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much. Uh, this is probably my, wait, I think it's my third podcast, but my second podcast was like almost like a year and a half ago. So, um, (laughs) definitely need to get a little bit more well-versed in it, but I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm very flattered that you even, I'm like, who's this for? Maybe she thought it was somebody else. So for you to even think the thoughts that you think about me, it means a lot. And like I said, I'm so glad that you're back on Clubhouse. So thank you so much. And I, I, I haven't even looked at the stage, by the way, I'm sweating and I haven't looked. I can't believe it's 45 people in here and I'm scared to scroll down. So I just want to put that out there, but I love you all. All right. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys soon. We're going to hang out on Clubhouse.